Well, I'm not a crook. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. I have a dream. All I ask of our brethren is that they take their feet off our necks. It transcends the senses. This is Murder of Grey. Hello, I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And welcome back to the Murder of Grey podcast. All right, thank you guys so much for joining us once again as we dive further into our own minds, uh, but through various questions, dilemmas, things like that. And we are going to be doing another one of our favorites here. We're going to be diving into would you rathers or theoretical hypothetical questions uh, to just kind of have some fun here. We got some good ones lined up for you, uh, some crazy weird ones, some and some, you know, layovers from the spooky season, which I think will be really fun to go into anyway, because who doesn't like a bit of horror in their life? Right. I mean, we just watched, I think, like two horror movies last night. So <laughs> it's one of those things that we just love doing. Actually, just watched um, uh, What Josiah Saw. And that was a very weird movie. Very disturbing. And yeah, I think I think you'd really like it. But it's definitely one of those that I feel like we could probably dive into and make a whole episode on because it was so disturbing. And there's a lot of weird dilemma stuff going on in that one, too. It, it was very... It, it was kind of a hard watch, not gonna lie. There's certain parts of it were a little bit more disturbing, not on like the supernatural level, but more of talking about, um, you know, abuse and things like that. Uh, mm. But it was it was a very interesting movie the way that they portrayed it uh, and how it all ended in the you know in the in the grand climatic ending of it all. It, it left a lot of questions and hmm. it, yeah. <clears throat> very very interesting film but yeah, we'll have to check that one out but anyway we're gonna we have a bunch of questions laid out for you guys uh we're gonna kind of cherry pick and go through them and just kind of see what we get and kind of just let the conversation free flow from there and you know we we always enjoy doing these because we say these are you know like little mini uh like mini windows into our mind and see how we work how we think and stuff like that right so this should be very interesting, I would say. But the first one I want to kind of bring up is it's kind of an interesting one, in my opinion, but we'll we'll see how how far the conversation can go. Uh, but would you rather become more arrogant or more uneducated? Oh, yeah. So like this one's pretty tough, right? Because you can become super educated. You can just continue learning more and more. But on the flip side, you're going to become more and more arrogant, whereas I, I feel like there's this one can be a little bit more open ended, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can become more uneducated, but become more arrogant or become arrogant and less educated. But it's it's kind of a tough one, right? Like I, I always err on the side of education, like I'd rather be more educated, but I wouldn't want to be that arrogant asshole in the room at the same time. So I think whatever to do to be less arrogant would be what I would side on. But then that means that I would be less educated in a sense, right? But whenever you think about the word educated, what, what do you really think of, right? Like, is it book smarts? Is it like going to school? What is it? Like, can you still go out and learn about the world, right? Like, what mm -hmm. you know, wh where does the line get drawn there? 
That's what I'm wondering, because I'm like, being arrogant but smart, it... I mean, Nobody it's shitty, yeah. right? But at the same time, I'm like, at least the brilliance would make up for it. But when they say, like, unintelligent, I'm like, in what way? Like, what you were saying, I'm like, mm. if you're unintelligent in life, but you're smart book-wise, then, I mean, I feel like that's a good chunk of people anyway, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Or vice versa. Like, there's... It's rare to find someone that's just intelligent and everything. Mm -hmm. So if they just mean unintelligent in general, I probably would go with I'd rather be arrogant. Right. I I feel like if I'm smart and I create something that might benefit people, maybe my arrogance would maybe not be made up for, but people would be like, oh, well, he helped us out. He's kind of an ass but he's not he he saved us you know that kind of thing like right i i kind of like that look of it yeah but I, i'm curious that means you have like, to be that smart right but the the thing is too with it yeah like because if you if you are just becoming more arrogant right that means that you're not kind of boasting your your education itself right like it's it's kind of it's interesting there and, you know, like, I th- I feel like I would be okay with being less educated, quote, unquote, right? Uh, because I feel like the a lot of the things that I'm learning, I'm, I'm self-taught with a lot of the stuff, you know? And that could say that, like, yeah, I don't have a certificate behind me knowing these things. So I could be considered as uneducated because I wasn't taught in the classical manner of the way it should be. But I feel like I know what I'm doing. Right. Like you can be uneducated, but be motivated to learn at the same time. Yeah. I, I, at least in my opinion. Right. Like oh, when that's I, a good point. Because whenever like I look at the job that I currently have, like I have to teach myself a lot of these things and I might not have a diploma or something behind me, but I'm learning robotics. I'm learning 3D development and design. I'm making games. Well, I do have a degree in game design, but, you know, like. I, I'm doing these things and broadening my hobbies, I would say, but I'm becoming more knowledgeable about those things, but not in the sense of being educated as if I went through the school system to do those things, right? Like, so I feel like having the motivation to learn is okay if you are quote unquote uneducated. Because I know a lot of people who don't have degrees but are brilliant, right? Like, they are just well versed in life in general. They're curious minds, right? So that kind of leads to a sense of wisdom, but it might not be education as we know it today, right? Or as it's thought about in society. So I'm wondering if, like, on that side of it, I'm okay with being considered uneducated. Damn. I'm like, I kind of agree in that sense. Like, I didn't think about it that way, because at least you can still be skilled right because no one says you can't be curious right i think i might have to go with that too yeah i i always i just don't like arrogance i I don't know never like be humble you know like yeah i guess yeah it's tough i can't understand being arrogant it's weird yeah exactly it's like being you know uh 
freaking Elon Musk, right? He's super arrogant, <laughs> but he's changed a lot of things, you know, and he's, it's a, you can argue that he's making space travel possible for everybody, right? Like he's brought electric cars to all of us and at an affordable range, you know, like he is moving people in an interesting direction, but his arrogance is still there, right? Like mm -hmm. it's, it's hurting his self-image, but it's not hurting the fact that people are still using his products, which is interesting. Yeah, that that's actually what I, who I was thinking about, too, when this topic came up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think when you hear arrogance, he's probably one of the first ones you can think about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. All right, what else you got for us? How about you, we ping pong back and forth? All right. Would you rather be buried alive for 24 hours underground in a glass coffin or a glass coffin, but underwater? Ooh. And you don't have to worry about it breaking. It won't break. Um, you just have to deal with, you know, being down there like you have air. You're not going to die. It's just basically you're isolated down there. Mm -hmm. That's tough. My my instant gut reaction was underwater. Yeah. Right. Like, I, like instantly, I was like, okay, that sounds way more interesting. But if I'm like deep underwater in the darkness of it all, oh, there's that fear of the unknown of what's behind you, what's under you, what's right. Like, I feel like that would really get to me after a couple hours. Whereas if I'm buried underground, I just have dirt. I'm just bored. It, right. Like. Mm hmm. So just what is your darkness? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, well, OK, well, fuck it. I'll just I'm just going to close my eyes for a while because at least I know there's nothing around me, you know, like, but you would probably you could potentially see some really amazing things underwater. At least it would be more visually interesting, but at the same time, more visually terrifying. Because you just don't know what's out there. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, if you're underwater, like, when I first thought of this, I was like, oh, you're just kind of there floating, and you can see all the fish and sharks and all that kind of stuff. But then I thought, what if, like, for that 24 hours, you're just dropped, right? And you just, mm -hmm. just keep sinking right. into the unknown, like, until you get to, you know, like, deep sea levels. Like, imagine, like, just falling into the Mariana Trench or something. And just seeing the light disappear. I feel That'd like that would be crazy. Would, that would be terrifying, but really interesting, right? Like, at what point do you just, does all light go away, right? Mm -hmm. Or, like, at what point do you no longer feel the current? Or, right? Like, it, or what if something like bumps up against the tank? Because there, there's the void of light the deeper you go. So you'd be still dealing with the same thing as the darkness of being underground, but. Mm -hmm things can be moving around you like you can get caught up in a current you can be right like you're still gonna feel the movement and i feel like that would be very jarring and uh, kind of confusing yeah i think it'd be a little a little frightening with like movement mm -hmm. but i don't know i feel like i feel like i would ultimately pick like in the dirt Mm -hmm. But I'd be so fascinated with the water. Like, I'm like, you know what? What if I was down there and I do see, like, I don't know, like one of those fish with the light bulb on its head, you know, like that kind of thing. Like, oh, that'd be kind of cool seeing, like, 
some be, weird yeah. stuff down there. If That'd you be amazing. Right, right. If if you're able to actually see the bioluminescence like in real life, that would be mm-hmm. amazing. Amazing. And that would be a story to tell. And maybe mm-hmm. after a few hours, you just kind of get used to it and just like you're just there, right? You're just kind of appreciating yep. the situation around you. Whereas the dirt, like it's dark. I, I feel like I would just get bored. Yeah, you might see like a worm or something and that's it. Right. I think that'd be grosser, seeing the bugs crawling around you. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be really disturbing, actually. All right. Well, will you be able to give up 30 years of your life in exchange for allowing a stranger to live? Nope. (laughs) 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 You're killing me over here. I like I'm you know I'm all for you know another person living but giving up 30 years to allow someone to live I mean think about this right so many people die around us every day like it's true am I gonna save one person out of the million people that just died this hour you know like I don't know 30 like think about this right with life expectancy I mean if you look at the old days people barely lived to 70 right you take off 30 it's like oh my god I'm I'm gonna die soon yeah what we only got right? like five like, years left <laughs> like <laughs> yeah I'm like mm, I feel like I could help more people in the span of 30 years that might make up for that one person dying mm-hmm yeah, at first I was like, oh, this is a weird question, right? And it, I kind of went where you went uh, and just thinking like, okay, well, I'm cutting time off of my life, all that stuff. But then I started thinking about like real world situations of this mm-hmm. and a real world situation would be an organ transplant to help someone uh, because, you know, mm-hmm. you are cutting down your life expectancy. You're removing an organ, you're removing a kidney, right? Like you're going to be forever on medication but you were able to help someone survive and to enjoy some more life on their end, right? When they might have only had days to live, now they have years. Sure, it's on medication and they have to constantly be going to the hospital as well, but it's a struggle that both of you guys will be going through and a connection that you guys would have, right? It's it's making something different. And I, I feel like in that sense, and living with someone who is a transplant survivor, right? Like if it wasn't for the transplant, they wouldn't be here anymore. I I feel like I would do it. I I, I you know, because I, I see how amazing it is to be able to give something of yourself for someone to have some years, to have those joys, to be able to be with their family still, to, you know, just go to Christmas or go to Thanksgiving dinners with their family and just be there for them, right? And it's yeah, like in that sense, like I, I would, you know, like and knowing that any transplant would lower my life expectancy, I, I would do it. Damn! Now I look like an ass. <laughs> no, it's not fair. I have different life experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think like if it was a kid, then I might be. A little more inclined, right? Because I feel like, you know, they're a kid. Shady to go through. I mean, it's shady to go through that in general, but I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like more compelled, but I don't know. It's an interesting question, too. Like, whenever 
the idea of a child comes into play. Yeah. We always will like, oh, well, we have to help the kid. I mean, what's the difference, though? Right? Like. I I, I think it's more so just because they don't know better, you mm -hmm. know? So it's like, oh, they're dealing with this, like, crappy thing, and they don't really know why, whereas we know why, which, Mm -hmm. I mean, to an extent is more horrifying because we do know what's wrong. We just can't fix it, whereas Mm -hmm. they don't know. But I don't know. I think for me, it's more so I just, I, when I think about, like, organs being taken out of me i'm like i don't i don't know maybe because i've never been in that situation i'm just like i i don't want to fuck with my body more than i already have in a lot of ways so it's like right i understand that i get that yeah it's it's a weird one i've always been curious about that too like why why is it now that all of a sudden it's a child and then okay cool i will do it right like even if it's not your kid like yeah. if it's your child, then I totally understand. Like, yeah, that's your kid, right? Yeah. But when it's someone else's child, for some reason it hits harder. And you know, like we we see the ignorance of youth, see the fact that they aren't, you know, they haven't had to deal with life struggles yet. So why should they have to deal with this one extra one put on top of them? Mm-hmm. But then you have, you know, a grown adult that has been going through those struggles, and then now this is piled on top as well like that's that's a lot more to deal with and they are more conscious of the fact of this and it's like mortality is really staring them in the face right like they've made these connections these bonds with people their loved ones right maybe they're married right like that there's it's interesting that i i'm not trying to say like oh it's a kid screw it like right no like in a weird way i also feel like you know if you're saving it for an adult in a lot of ways, like think about this, right? If it gave that, if that person was going to die the next day or the next week and you giving them that organ allows them to live an extra 30 years. Mm -hmm. It's like, I could see it being worth it if it was like say an adult, right? Especially like from, you know, 20 and up, something like that, because, okay, they're going to be an adult. They, it gives them a chance to do something, mm-hmm. right? And this is a weird way of looking at it, but it's like, okay, what if I gave this my, you know, some like my kidney or, you know, something important to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. It allowed them to live and they did something that was for the greater good for everybody mm-hmm. that wouldn't have existed if they had died like the next week, like, or just, you know, have been. I look at like even if they were nice to somebody and that made in turn them happy, which then would make other people happy. It's like it kind of makes sense. Like, I don't know. As an adult, it it makes more sense because if it's a kid like, okay, like. If they're not going to live past 30 ish, it's like. I don't know. You know, you think about it like half their life would be wasted on school and they wouldn't even. Right. Really get to enjoy life to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. At least someone who's an adult can go out and enjoy life and make changes and things like that. But I guess you could flip side that and argue that, you know, the kids living would bring happiness to the parents, their loved ones as well. Right. Like, so they are making a difference regardless of the fact. And maybe that'll inspire someone like a family member 
or a parent to maybe make a group to help like combat this or something, you know, like there's both sides of that coin, I guess. But yeah, it is a very, it, I always find it fascinating that if it's a kid, it's instant, right? Like the all, all thoughts or previous like negative thoughts on the topic go out the window and it's just like, okay, we're doing this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. You ready for a messed up one? Yeah, let's do it. A funned up one? Let's get some funned up stuff in here. Would you rather kill one person or be part of a human centipede? Uh, God. Um, you can't decide where you are on the centipede either. I can't. So you could... I, can't. I can't be in the centipede. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm taking... I'm I'm taking the low road, or I don't even know what the low road would be. I, the, I'm not, no, I'm not being part of that centipede. I've seen that movie. <laughs> Hell no. I mean, if you're like the, the, the front, the first person, I think you're kind of fine because you're just like, you're just stuck, right? Like, you're like, oh, I got my arms, but I yeah, mean. Yeah, but what life is that, man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's disturbing in all, he you're not going to go anywhere. You're stuck. Like, right? Like, you I feel like, a roadside attraction. I feel like if I was in the front, I'd be like, all right, end it. Like, <laughs> I'm over it. I'm done. Just don't eat, you know? Like, <laughs> right. I'd starve. But what myself. about those other two people attached to you, though? Like, do they want to live? Do they really want to? You don't know <laughs> that. Maybe they do. <laughs> you can whisper something in my asshole and tell me they want to live. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not I'm, hell no i'm not being a part of human centipede <laughs> for the chance to be the, like what if you're the one in the middle you're fucked like that is the exactly. worst that is the worst outcome possible no <laughs> god that movie is so disturbing and when i first watched that movie I called it to you. I was like, watch at some point in the movie, someone's going to say, oh, shit, I have to shit. And <laughs> they did. That was a line in the freaking movie. <laughs> no. Yeah, I remember like thinking that movie can't be real. And then I watched it. And I'm like, it it was so bad. But at the same time, like, who who thought of that? Like, right. And the acting it, was horrible. Oh, my. Oh, God. yes. Yeah. And there's like what three movies? Yeah, three sequels. Yeah, they or, did like how a. How many are there? There's a lot. They did like a full ring centipede in one of them, I think. Oh, that's right. I remember the ring centipede. I think that was the third one. Yeah, I can't believe they, they can make a new this. one. Like, what else are they gonna do? What? <laughs> oh my god, the tr uh the poster for the third one it's like a massive ring like yeah probably a hundred people i haven't seen that i think i've only seen the first two yeah i kind of stopped i was like all right i'm good i get it yeah i'm over it <laughs> at george w bush state prison somewhere in southwestern united states will boss george a cannibalistic psychopathic bush. warden oh god so what, like he does that and then he eats them? That's gross. So he watches the end of Human Centipede 2 and he thinks of a great idea. So, oh, that's the, the whole, okay. <laughs> that's stupid. He orders a mass castration of inmates 
And then cooks and eats the testicles for energy food. Wow, this movie sounds great. Oh, gosh. That just sounds like they're out of ideas. And they should have ended it on the second one. Who gave them oh money? Oh, my God. This movie gets intense. Jesus. Who gave them money? Who? who one of the people in the, the, the Senate who, who, who paid? Who IBS. paid this? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, of course. Of course they do. Because why not? Oh, wow. Hey, that's disgusting. What about you? Are you going to join the centipede? Hell no, I'm not going <laughs> to join a centipede. <laughs> that'd be so weird. Oh, that'd be just so disturbing. I don't want anyone attached to me. Hell, if I was a conjoined... Like, I, I always thought, like, you know, if you were conjoined, like, at least, like... I don't know, like your your siblings, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're you're one, right? Whereas like being attached to some random schmuck. Mm-hmm. That'd be weird. Ugh, it's so disturbing. No. No, no, no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're flipping gears here. <laughs> you know, get away from this centipede bullshit. <laughs> All right. Is it a hostage situation if an individual with multiple personalities tries to kill himself? This one is very interesting to me because we just watched this documentary or docuseries. Uh, it's like the 24 faces of somebody on Netflix, right? Like uh-huh. uh, about multiple personality disorder. And they were trying to, you know, plea insanity and say he didn't do it. One of his personalities did it. But yeah. I, I I don't know. We both kind of had the same idea of like it. My partner and I, right, we were, as we were discussing the film and like kind of like dissecting it a little bit, it, it sounded more and more like bullshit as the show went on. And I'm like really wondering, like, is multiple personality? Like, do you know anyone with multiple personality disorder? Like, have you ever met someone with it, or have you ever like? Have I ever met someone with multiple personality disorder? No. Yeah, yeah. like I, I'm just wondering. Like, I met someone who I thought did, mm-hmm. but they could have just been a hyper, like hyperactive. Yeah, yeah. I've kind of wondered that too because I'm like thinking, like, I mean, it's kind of weird to be like I'm being held hostage, but mm-hmm. it's my personality holding a gun to my head, right? But my my five other personalities aren't being held hot. Like it, like, like it, it you, sounds like a way to get out of prison if that's what it is. Like, yeah, complete insanity, right? Because you know, like they'll say, like, oh, well, they have different artistic abilities or they have different accents and things like that. I'm like, well, it, it's kind of ridiculous. Like it, at at one point in the show, they even brought up like, oh, well, he's never met anyone from Russia, so how does he have a Russian accent? I'm like. Anybody can fake a fucking Russian accent, you know, like, especially if I'm trying to get out of killing somebody or get away with it. And the whole artistic ability thing, I know how to draw. So I know how to draw like a like someone that doesn't know how to draw. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, I can fake different artistic abilities if I really want to. Like that's not evidence to show that, oh, it's different mindsets, different psyches in there. And it it could be just like bad coping mechanisms right like just never mm-hmm. taught how to deal with things in a certain way 
And, you know, the whole idea of putting on a different mask for different situations. I, I've thought of that that a lot, right? Where like, oh, I need to be brave right now. So I need to put my brave face on, you know, or like in sports, like put your put your war face on, right? Like you're going out there. It's it's that same concept of I need to put on this different identity but really it's you in the end right like you're you're the one still doing all of these things so like I, i've always wondered if if multiple personality disorder is actually legit or not or if it's just a a bad coping mechanism like they just don't know how to handle the situation so they're putting on this false face in order to better handle it right i believe it's a thing it's more so it's like when you look at a lot of the ones that, you know, get caught, right, for something extreme and they plead that, it, to me, I feel like it's something that's not that common, you know? It's like, and it, I mean, it also makes it look bad, too, right? I mean, like, not everyone with that is, you know, going to do something bad. Right. But when every one of them pleads that, it's like has this bad stigmatism and it almost makes people yeah it makes people like question like is this really a thing is this kind of like uh, someone doing this as an excuse for doing other stuff mm -hmm. but yeah i it's interesting because i feel like i've heard someone actually ask this before too mm. but yeah i i wouldn't classify it as a hostage situation but it does bring up a really good point, like, you know, how, honestly, how do we handle that kind of situation, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and you could have, you can hold yourself hostage in a shitty situation, right? Yeah. Without having multiple personality disorder, right? Like, you can just be, you know, traumatic events, right? Like, and a lot of people stick with traumatic events because they think that's the norm. And they're, you know, like kind of placating up what would happen if they tried to escape that situation, right? And making it a little bit more like, yes, there are situations in which I'm not saying that like all all trauma situations, there's a way out and they're making it sound worse than they are. That's not what I'm saying at all, right? Like there are situations where it is it is impossible to get out of those things, but for like the normal day to day stuff where you fall into the same loop of doing negative things over and over again, you're you're kind of holding yourself hostage to that situation, right? So mm -hmm. it's it's the same thing. Like, yeah, we can do that, but I'm not saying that like I have another personality that is making me do these bad things, right? Like whereas someone who doesn't know how to cope with something might do that. I don't know. It's it's a tough one. I, I've always been curious about that, but I, I don't know. Would you rather be really itchy all the time or really sticky all the time? Oh, God. Oh, God. I hate being <laughs> sticky. I hate that sense Same. of, like, having sticky hands or, like, you touch something oh, gross. Nasty. You know? But being itchy just sucks. Like yeah. be, being itchy can drive you insane. Being sticky, I think, it's just annoying, right? Like, I think I have to go. With, I don't want to be sticky. I really, really 
get uncomfortable if I'm sticky. Yeah. Like, especially like my, like, I don't know what it is. I just don't like it. At least with itchy, it's like, it's aggravating, but like, I don't know. I feel like I can kind of put up with it. I, Whereas if I'm just constantly sticky all the time, it's like, ugh. I work with kids a lot, and every time they get off of the computer, right? Like they, and you go and use the computer that they were sitting at, that mm-hmm. mouse is so disgusting feeling. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I'm like, what the f- what the hell were you touching all day? You know, like, and yeah, I think with itchy, maybe you can get used to it, and it just kind of is like whatever. You know, you ignore the itch, but that, yeah, I don't think I could be sticky. That's just, yeah. Yeah, I always wondered why children are always sticky. Right? Like, what are they doing? What What is making them sticky? Like, are, are they secreting some fluid, like, at all times yeah, throughout like... all their pores? Like, what the hell is it? I don't, I've always been curious about that. It's weird. Like, no matter what, the kids just go wash their hands, they come back, they're still sticky. Like what? What did you do? <laughs> yeah, they just secrete stickiness. Yeah, kids are just snails. That's all they are. Yeah, that's funny as hell. All right, so this one's kind of like a little homage to our other channel, Glitch Cube. But I, I like this question a lot, you know. And there's some animes out there that kind of deal with this situation too. But I, I'm curious of what your answer might be. So what video game would you choose if you had to live for a year in the um, if you had to live for a year in the last one you played, how would you uh, how would your life be different? So if you could choose a game to live in, which one would it be? And if you had to live a year in the last game you played, how would your life be different? Oh, thank God I've been playing something a lot more cozy and friendly recently (laughs) that's good (laughs) i'm thinking off it would have been like alan wake that would have been oh frightening that would have been terrifying but who knows maybe you could have just been one of the villagers that or people just live in the town right yeah you don't have to deal with all the weirdness if i could only be so lucky yeah but hmm if i could live in a game world for a year you said yeah one year yeah, there's some I could I could see, you know, like I don't know. It, it it's hard because it always seems like most worlds are always kind of in turmoil at some right. point. But you always see things from a hero's point of view, and it's always like, what does an NPC feel like? Right? They just sit in town all day, saying the same stupid lines all day. Like, yeah, they they just have their normal day to day, no matter what. It's not like you have to go on the hero's journey. Yeah. Um. I- I was thinking mm. something simple, like maybe like Stardew. Screw it. Yeah, right. it'd be fun to be a farmer, like Harvest Moon and stuff. Like, I mean, that's kind of like what I've been in right now. I've been playing a game that's kind of like that. And I'm like, mm. yeah, it'd be nice. It takes place in like the Australian outback. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of nice. Yeah, it's a cool sound. Big old kangaroos, yeah. but. Yeah, that'd be fun, right? I, I feel like that would be the easiest answer. Would just be like, ah, eh, just some farming sim. I'll, I'll just farm for a year, you know. Yeah, like, or you know, and the one, the one positive thing we've talked about Starfield. What if we lived in Starfield's world? Oh gosh, where nothing happens. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. There's one. There's one town. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I, I feel like I would want to pick something that has a lot of like space exploration, but at the same time, most games with that, it's like there's always some kind of galactic war going on. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like war is already bad enough the way we fight here yeah, on one planet. Having to when... deal with multiple planets, aliens, different things, right? Well, it's like they have weapons that can blow up a whole planet. So it's like, well, you're kind of screwed if you're stuck on a planet. Yeah. Right. True. So. True. Yeah, no, but it would be cool to be in like like a Gundam world, right? That'd be pretty rad. Dude, I would love to be a Gundam pilot. But Even though I was just talking trash about Galactic Wars, I'm like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to be a Gundam pilot. Though. Right, and then you're just thrown into a Galactic War because you're a pilot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it would be cool to say you're a pilot. Who wouldn't want to yeah. pilot a Gundam? I mean, that's rad. That's awesome. Exactly. I'm like, anybody would at least want to fly around in one. Yeah. Uh, the game I've been playing recently is Cyberpunk, and I'm trying to think of like how would my, my life be different in that, and I it would be horrible. <laughs> like I feel like everyone in that game is struggling somehow, you know, like or it might be just a drugged out year, or <laughs> just like screw it, I'm just taking everything. I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna enjoy and let this year wash over me. I think that's definitely true with, I mean, that genre in general, like cyberpunk, it's like corporations are always at the top of the chain, and if you're not one of them, like, you are, like, yeah, you're basically street level, so it's like, even though the world looks cool, and it'd be fun to be in, it'd be more of a struggle than it is, like, living right now, you know? Yeah, it but would be. neon lights would be kind of nice to see everywhere. I mean, the city is amazing. I feel like I would end up being like a nomad. I would just go out in the desert and just kind of yeah, enjoy same. that lifestyle out there. I, like, I feel like the city would just have too much, like, too much risk to being there. Just go out in the middle of the desert and just enjoy your time out there for a while. I think that'd be pretty nice, actually. So I got one that kind of leads into another one. You ready for this? Would you rather be scared of the dark or what's under your bed? Mm. And by scared, I mean like utterly terrified. Right, right. I guess I would have to say under the bed because you're going to encounter dark more. So to be uncomfortable in every dark situation. Yeah, kind of suck. Yeah. Kind of the same way. I think I would. I would pick that too. All right. Because I mean, so, you could get rid of the like. You can just have your bed on the floor and help you think that way too, right? Yes, or it could be enchanted where it is. It, it's living under your mattress. No oh, God. Oh no. So randomly, it'll just lift you up in the middle of the night. Uh, that. Mm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, no escape. No thanks. But I, yeah, I would have to say probably under the bed. I feel like I could deal with that. So, would you rather get a foot massage from the monster under your bed or square dance with a monster in your attic? <laughs> uh, probably square dance, honestly. You don't want a foot massage with the creature under your bed? Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Like, because that just means that they can grab me whenever. You know, like I, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> it's like 
you know, I remember growing up, I used to sleep with my foot hanging off the bed and then randomly, I forgot, I think I watched some movie and it was like someone was doing that and there was like a finger that came out of the bed and like tickled their foot. Yeah. And ever since then, I've thought about that because there was one night I did feel something like that on my foot. Mm, hell no. And there was nothing in my room to where that would be possible. Yeah. So ever since then, I've been, I, I've never done that again, you know, but. Yeah, I'd rather square dance too. It's a square dance the night away, hanging out in the attic. And square dancing with like a werewolf or something. Yeah, that'd be fun. Be interesting. Got their boots on, right? Their ten gallon hat. <laughs> that'd be weird as hell, but it'd be a story <laughs> to tell. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm just not. I'm not for the whole thing under the bed grabbing me. Just a foot massage in the middle of the night. That's really uncomfortable. <laughs> that would be really terrifying and I'd be like nah I'm good I'm trying to sleep thank you I appreciate it <laughs> hell no would you rather have extremely large hands or feet Ooh, probably hands honestly yeah yeah I feel like if I had giant feet that's just clumsy me tripping all over myself at least with, like, hands, I could go into, like, grip competitions or something, you know? Like. Oh, I didn't think about that. Right? Like, big feet. Like, what what jobs do you have? Or what, what can you do? Like, you're just going to be a clown. That's it. <laughs> like, what else you got? You know? Like, good luck trying to get anything. Any shoes that will fit you. Nah. Like, big hands all the way. Let's do it. Like, how big are we talking, though? Like, what? <laughs> We're talking big, man. Like. Freaking! I'm trying to think of like, a cartoon or something. Or like big. the Have you seen the Science of Sleep? That movie? Oh God! Uh, yeah, a long time ago. I remember whenever he has that dream where he has oh. his big old hands. Yeah, <laughs> that big. Yes, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know, look at the movie The Science of Sleep. It's a great movie. It's fantastic. But yeah, there's a sequence where he has his giant hands and he's trying to make a really tiny calendar, and it's really weird. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, that would be really annoying as well, right? Like you wouldn't be able to do anything too good that way. But if your feet are like at that scale too, like what are you gonna do? Like both of those are very awkward. I don't know. I feel like the thing I wouldn't want with big hands is like, oh, I like using my keyboard. I like doing things where it's like having like nice finger size you know like it's true guitar stuff like that yeah. whereas like okay what well, am i gonna get custom made everything to fit my big old hands i don't know i think imagine the keyboard <laughs> how big that oh thing has God. to be it'd be awesome i mean it's like big as a wall you know to it's a like, room it's like the floor piano but it's just for your old hand you know the ones you yeah. sit up on like <laughs> That's basically how you would have a type is like use your feet. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather have big feet. I don't know. Like, yeah, it'd be weird and awkward. I just feel like that would be so clumsy. But maybe you get used to it. I don't know. Like, I feel like I would fall all the time. You just trip over your own feet. Yeah, I'm trying to think like. Driving you know, would be very difficult. Wise. Well, because your knees would have to be big, too, right? Like, all right. of that leading up. Otherwise, like, if it's, like, how we are now. Like, can can your legs actually lift the weight of your feet? 
So like your legs so we'll would be yes. monsters, you know? Yeah. Which is kind of cool too, right? Just have fucking giant thighs, just monster thighs because you got to pick up those big ass feet. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine like 300 kicking somebody with those giant feet? You just make them explode <laughs> send them. Clear the across the world like a fucking right? cartoon. Be the best soccer player or be a field goal kicker. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> That's funny. All right, you guys. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed these little questions that we have for you. And we have a lot more in store for you guys in the future as well. We've been collecting them throughout, you know, months here. So we got some good ones in the pipeline for you guys. But anyway, we'll talk to you guys next time with some more moral dilemmas that we find through space time and all the spaces in between. But until then, bye for now.